everybody. This is your first time listening. Welcome to Behind These Lines. And if you listen to episode one, welcome back. This episode is titled Slippin' by DMX. And as far as I recall, Slippin' is the first song that I can vividly remember hearing the song, seeing the video, and understanding the emotion coming through from the song. Music has always been a place where its artists have used the art form as a means of catharsis for personal therapy. While it can serve as an open diary for the creator, it can also be a mirror for those that listen to it. The representation that allows one to feel like they aren't alone in how they feel and gives words to what they may be feeling when they aren't able to articulate it for themselves. While we may not be able to quote pages from the DSM-5 and don't want to seem like we're trying to be internet therapists, we do want to have an open dialogue about mental health. From disparities in access to treatment to the long-lasting stigma around mental health, there's a lot to be discussed and hope we can add to the conversation that has recently opened up. So before we came here to record, Little and I gave each other a project. Not a a project, I say an assignment. And we wanted each other to pick five songs that we felt like spoke on mental health. And not even, I won't even, uh, it could say in a metaphoric way or, you know, anything like that. It We just told each other, pick five songs and we'll reconvene and talk about it. So I want I want Little to talk about his five first and then I'll go. What's good, everybody? So um, I want to start it off with my first song. Um, Like many internet memes on Twitter. Um, it is a Kid Cudi song. Um, the title of the song is Sky Might Fall. Um, and the specific part that I chose is the beginning. Um, it starts off, what a world that I'm living in. Will the rainstorms ever end? Still I feel my path narrow. I run again. Seems happiness is gone again. And then you see them. Great clouds up above man. Metaphor to my life, man. And I just know that from personal experience, gray clouds above you does not mean a good thing. Because you know those rainy days. I don't know about you, Jordan, but like rainy days make me feel like shit. Like I don't know what to wear. You know, Mac Miller said, you pick a good shirt, you have a great day. Mm. Rainy days, I don't know what to wear. Mm. I feel you. Yeah, I, I just feel like when it's raining, it's cloudy. It just it just brings me down like emotionally, like I'm down. Got you. I, I mean, I get that. I get that. Like like um like we said, we we talked about the Nas quote that had to do with that. He was like, "I need a new nigga for this black cloud to follow, because while it's over me, it's too dark to see tomorrow." And while he might be talking about just life in general. He, it's a cloudy fucking day. Sometimes that's you. You see it all the time. You see it on social media. People be like, "Yo, I need a boo. I want to cuddle up. I want to watch a movie." And it's you know, it's, I mean, niggas ain't in a regular. I was about mood. to say that 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 make me feel better. I mean, little rainy day with yeah. with the little boo thing. Like, Hell yeah, niggas need the 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 mood booster. <laughs> um, but 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 also if that goes to say that um. Even when you're feeling negative or if you're feeling down, like 
you don't always have to, you know, go that way towards sex. Because again, that's a that's a we are talking about mental health, and that is one of the ways that you know people in our community do cope. You know, I wouldn't even just put it to our community, but you know, we do. I mean, I'm keep just, it specific. Yeah, I'm keeping it specific, specific to, to our community. Yeah, so I get what you're saying. To, you know, I get what you're saying. To what it is. Mm. Another song that I chose is "Throw Away" by Future. That actually goes perfectly into what you just said because. The nigga future love talking about using sex as like yeah. a coping mechanism. So that's actually a perfect segue. Definitely. And 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 I just want to bring up that March 1st is World Music Therapy Day. You did say future. March Madness too. Dirty soda in a style form. That that's one of those songs that just get me hyped. That's that that has nothing to do with what are these uh what are these sad songs. <laughs> but since we brought up future, I just wanted to say that. Um but in, in the throwaway song, mark my words, I'm a ball without you. I came home last night to a menage. Got my dick sucked and I was thinking about you. I was fucking on the slut and I was thinking about you. When you fucking on that nigga, hope you thinking about me. Go home, fuck that nigga and get it over with. But like, what? why if you're doing all these sexual acts and why? why why you got somebody else on your mind when this is supposed to be going on? It's a coping mechanism. Everybody got them. Yeah, everybody got it. It's Absolutely. a coping mechanism. Everybody got them. I ain't gonna lie. When I first heard this, first had a breakup, and I heard this, I was like, "Whoa!" I felt this shit that. Was on repeat. I felt that shit in my heart. This shit was on repeat. Bro. <laughs> I don't know. I can't even tell you if I was going through a heartache right now. If I was, I played this shit. If I wasn't, I played it and wish I was so I could relate. Yo, I could even tell you with the song change at 211, bro. A song change at 211, bro. Big facts. Big facts. That's how much of a fan I am of that song. Um, another song that I chose is Heartless by Kanye. Mm -hmm. And it goes it goes a little bit with the same thing with um with what Future was going through. It was uh, another heartache. Another heartache that has to do with depression. Um Cause I already, and this is the part that I chose. Cause I already know how this thing go. You wanna tell your friends that you leaving me? They say that they don't see what you see in me. You wait a couple months, then you gonna see. You'll never find nobody better than me. <laughs> and again, that just has to go with, you know, you broke my heart, and uh, I'm gonna be better without you, and then I, I'm gonna put as this. A, as a fact, you <laughs> you get out of a relationship, yeah. yo, sir. Not gonna lie to you, and this shit was for like maybe three, four years. My, I'm gonna sound mad like the you know the niggas. Oh, they get their heart broke in high school and never get over it, yeah. bro. My ex cheated on me in high school, and I want to say for like months. My aim away message was two things I never seen a UFO and, and a, a bitch, bitch I need. need. <laughs> <laughs> but I was hurting. I, I was hurting, bro. I done had that shit too. I done had that shit too. Um, another song that I chose is Beautiful Noise by The Diplomats. This is on their first album, Diplomatic Immunity. You already know Dipset all day, every day. Um, and this has to do with substance abuse, again, with the with coping. Mm -hmm. um, and this, the part that I chose is um, Shit and Uncle Ricky got a month of some change. And it feels like the garbage truck just dumping the pain all on my shoulders. I'm warning my soldiers. The nights could get chilly, but the morning's much colder. 
and I've seen summers get cold and niggas do it up until the point that they done and they fold. That's like you reaching your lap. That's it's a straw that broke the camel's back. Like ride that motherfucker to the wheels for that is literally like I ain't got nothing in me. Like I don't give a fuck mm-hmm. about nothing that's going mm-hmm. on, bro. I didn't see hoop dreams deflate like a true fiend's weight. That's yo. But again, you know, a, a lot of these songs get played for uh I mean, I don't know for the culture, like Throwaways one of Future's probably one of his most played songs mm-hmm. on all streaming platforms. Mm-hmm. But I think a lot of people get the message of that song. Not to say it falls on deaf yeah. ears, but it serves a purpose twofold. Like Niggas are listening to it for entertainment. Like, they'll acknowledge that this nigga is heartbroken, but it's still like... Damn, if I get heartbroken, mm-hmm. I'm gonna play this shit too. Niggas is turning up to the first part, and then the second part, they're like, damn, damn. this nigga future is going... He's like, You're at the corner of the bar, like... Chicken wings and fries, we don't go on dates. Like, niggas love quoting that <laughs> yeah, shit. of course, of course. And, but they don't never acknowledge the part where the nigga is in the crib with three joints, two joints, having a menage, and he's still thinking about his joint at home. Think about another joint that don't even want him. Mm-hmm. Don't even care. And then my last song, I know it's weird for me to pick a Jay-Z song. Because you hate Jay-Z. Yes. You got to let everybody know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, I'm, I'm, Little does not like Jay-Z. After, after um, volume two. After that, I think he went commercial, and I really wasn't fucking with him. But like me, I'm an absolute Jay-Z hater. Absolutely. Nas is my GOAT. Jay-Z could be your goat. Nas is my goat. So the song that I chose is Can't Be Life. And the part that I chose is At Any Given Moment, Sean Could Lose It, Be On The News, Iron Cuffs, Arms Through It, or Stuff With Embalming Fluid. Shit, I'm going through it. Mom Dukes too. So again... That's that anxiety of just living life on a daily basis. And you have those experiences. And you may not see that it rubs off on other people too. That your actions really do affect other people's lives and stuff. So mm-hmm. this, this is my song. And I, I just want to say one more time. is Sky Might Fall by Kid Cudi. Throw Away by Future. Heartless by Kanye West. Beautiful Nose by The Diplomats. And can't be life by Jay Z. Alright, so it's time for me to list my five. Kind of went like I purposely picked songs that you know it's not the first song to come to your mind, like "Suicidal Thoughts" by Biggie, you know, shit like that. First song I picked is "Dare Moleskine." I don't even know if I'm saying that correctly, but "Dare Moleskine" by Jay Electronica, just because I think the song is only one verse. But that one verse is powerful as fuck. And I, I'm not going to say the whole thing. Yeah. But the first couple of bars is like, it's not even him trying to hide. Not hide it, but he's not putting how he feels behind like metaphors and similes and all those other things. Kind of, sort of is. But it's pretty, he's very transparent in his emotional struggle. I don't know if I'm going to call it. It is an emotional struggle mm-hmm. with this song. And Song starts off, somebody sounds like they're playing a guitar, and the beat drops, and he says, Have you ever, ever, ever been depressed so bad it was a struggle every day not to regret your past? Feeling cursed like you'll never, ever get your swag, and you were speeding down the highway when your threshold passed. 
when you cried all your tears out on one page in your diary could tell you what your year about. That's a lonely place. And you think about that. Like it's if one page in your diary could tell you what your year about, like it doesn't matter where you flip into his book, if he writes daily, it's sadness, it's depression, it's everything. Like it's just that's heavy. That's a heavy thing. And you know, I feel like music a lot of times because people consume it and it's for entertainment, you hear it in the club, you want to turn up a lot of times. A lot of artists lose that feeling of using it as a diary. They use it to oh, sell records escape, or anything yeah. and anything like that. And it's, when you hear a song like that, you're just like, fuck, that's tough. Like, he got jewels. I say he got cars. He got his record deal. He got a little change. Money, Even yeah. if he ain't filthy rich. Because, yeah. you know, people, they be getting 360 deals and shit like that or whatever. Even though he got a little change, he might have something. He's still going through a mental health struggle that a lot of people go through. And to see somebody in that position and still have these struggles, like like we said in the introduction, it's, damn, like, you know, I feel that way. He, he got all the things that I'm trying to attain, and he still feels like that. And so I think that him saying that is it's crazy. Yeah. I, and, 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 and again, with that, I, I feel as though, like, when when artists do that, it it, it makes it easily relatable. Mm-hmm. Like you really are yeah. not just like you literally just said it. Like you have all of this, all the things that make a person. Or oh, that that we're told. Yeah. Oh yeah. Makes you that happy. Told and that makes yeah. you happy. Money, women. They, they sell cars, you the dream. Jewels, yeah. Yeah. But like at the end of the day, look. Yeah. Uh, my second song is "Sober Up" by Joe Budden. Now, Joe Budden gets a bad rap because, you know, he be bugging out and all the things like that. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, when you look at, you know, you hear his story, you, know, you kind of understand why he's bugging out. I'm sure, like, I can't, you know, I'm not going to take his side or everything like that. But oh, you yeah. understand people going through some shit like that. You might not function, not even say normally, but you might not do socially acceptable shit. Yeah. And you might not be proud of it. I mean, everybody has a threshold that's like, yo, that's that's too much. Yeah. We all human, we ain't robots. At all. And so the song is Sober Up by Joe Budden. First verse, he says, I broke down a while ago, finally picking the pieces up. Memoirs, memoirs on how the undefeated can feel depleted. I don't talk to God as a matter of fact. I plead with. At times I hate my reflection. At others I'm conceited. Half the time I'm arrogant. Other times I'm vengeful. At times it's to convince me. At times it's to convince you. And I I fully understand that shit. I didn't dealt with insecurity for a long mm-hmm. time, and you could ask anybody, like a lot of people that know me, they'll be like, "Yo, that nigga Jordan, I would that nigga seems confident as fuck, or anything like that." You when you're in that space, you learn how to perform. You learn how to be this person that I if I do X Y Z, these people will think this and they'll think that and they'll believe I think this about myself, and so. Again, having that transparency and seeing somebody that's been in these spaces, like people like to be like, yo, Joe Budden, pump it up, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. That pump it up, that projected him into a space where people would think he was celebrity, everything like that. And maybe he wasn't in the mental space where he could be like, I'm in this, I'm still me. Like He could have been like, damn, I'm a superstar now. I got to act like a superstar. Yeah. I and he could have been battling demons. Like He could have been going through yeah, mad but- shit. And he had to, he had to wake up and perform like he had to he had and to sit there like and it was normal like, like it, was it was a normal nothing. day this man said i didn't talk to god i pleaded with him 
What well, well, you said? I, I hated the way I looked in the mirror. It, the at mirror. times, I hate my reflection. Other times, I'm conceited. But like that, that imagine having that internal struggle every and day, and you still gotta go through everyday life like everything is alright. You gotta go through concerts or video shoot or you know them Joe Bunnens pool parties was lit, and he's exactly. it. Exactly, and he's going through it. Um, my next song is Heavenly Father by Isaiah Rashad. Uh, like that again, that whole first verse, he's, I, I want you guys to go, when we recommend a song, pause the podcast and go listen to the song. I'll talk about a couple lines in it, but I want you to listen to the whole song. And um, in Heavenly Father by Isaiah Rashad, he talks about, I know I'm not the only, the end of the verse, he says, I know I'm not the only one alone. I know I'm not the only one that felt. And it's, again, again referencing what we said in the intro, it it feels good. Like, you know, people like to shit on representation, but it feels good to recognize what you're going through and be like, damn, I'm not the only person going through this. And I think that's the first step. Like, is like identifying that you do, like, it's not, oh, it's, it's okay to not be okay. And identifying that, you want to seek help in a positive way, mm-hmm. positively, because a lot of these, you know, artists that we're talking about, you know, like Future, Substance Abuse, Joe Budden, Substance Abuse as well. He's popping pills. And, yeah. Know. And it's crazy. He, even in the same song, he talks about, like, the commodification of his pain. Like, he talks about, uh, see, I've been tired of fucking all these girls, and I've been tired of spending all my dough. And if I give my story to the world, I wonder if they'll book me for a show. See, you can't handle pressure on your own, so why you carry Boulder by yourself? The story, storyteller, tell it wrong and glorify the horror and the wealth. So he's talking about, he's putting his pain out there and niggas is putting it on wax. And while we appreciate the wax, certain listeners will listen to the song and appreciate it for it, for what it is. And your record label's just like, yo, sell that shit. Yeah. This shit is making us money. And it's like, damn, like, you're so concerned about getting a dollar off my shit. Will you even be able to put my shit out there to people that need to hear it? Or are you just doing it for a dollar? Like, are you going to tell my story the way it needs to be told? Or are you just going to glorify the shit? Like the, the fucked up things I didn't go through to yeah. make you happy and make you wealthy. Like you you listen to, like if you listen to Lupe, uh, Lupe Fiasco, he talks about the cool. It's a whole story about a man going through some crazy shit, selling drugs, getting killed by some young boy. He's coming up out of his grave. They robbing a fucking skeleton for his jewels and anything like that. And you might miss the message because it's just a good song. Yeah. And so it's like, damn, my nigga, like what, what happens when the message is Gets lost? lost. It, with a good beat or, yeah. with, or with a good hook. Shit is tough. Um, again, I'm trying to speed it up real quick. Mm-hmm. Uh, number four, my fourth song is Tired Reflections by Westside Boogie. Um, again, it's like it seems like with these songs, they they use the beginning of the songs to have strong introductions, yeah. like really bring it, you know, bring it in. You gotta get, you gotta get, you gotta get yeah. the, the audience hooked. And, and then he said, and, and he said, um, it basically starts with somebody. It sounds like somebody's talking to him. And he's like, yo, you're not tired of fucking doing all that, da, da, da. And he says it. You're right. I am fucking tired. I'm tired. I'm tired of working at myself. I want to be perfect already. I'm tired of the dating process. I want to know what's certain already. I'm tired of questioning if God real. I want to get murdered already. 
And it's like, yo, imagine going through something like so heavy. You want to meet God. You want to meet the creator. Yo, it's like, and it's, I feel like going through life, there's so many questions that people go through and there's like, you don't have the answer. And shout out to people that have that, you know, that base level. A lot of people use religion for that to explain the unexplainable. What was it? Hebrews Hebrews 11.1. The faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. It's like, I'm I'm agnostic. I, I don't really know if God is real. And so again, there are times where I have questions and I can't find an answer because I can't look at a Bible and be, you know, I believe this. I don't, like, I, I don't, know, not to say I don't believe it, I, I don't know what to believe. And so, not to say I want to get murdered, yeah. but it's like, I'm tired of questioning if God real. Like, I imagine going through life and he was like, fuck, I done fucked up a lot. And then you have this weight weighing over you, like, damn, if hell is real, I might be going yeah, there. Yeah, we might, we might be I downtown. I might be might going be there. And the thing, and that'll fuck with your mental. You think about it, you, mm. you don't know when you're going to die. You don't know, like, you know, that's an unbroken promise. Mm. The death is coming. Death and taxes, man. Exactly. And so that's an unbroken promise that death is coming. And you're like, damn, I don't know if I'm going to get out of my bed today and I might not see my bed tonight. Yeah. And, after I see my, I might be in a fiery pit, and I, that shit will weigh on your mental. Or some beautiful clouds, Sean. And it's black it's, Tim's and hoodies. There's so many <laughs> questions in this shit that should really weigh on you. And then the last song is "Solace" by Earl Sweatshirt. The song has, I think, it's three or four parts. I can't remember, but there's a lot to talk about in that song. So I, that song, I recommend you guys go and listen to again. Pause it. Listen to "Solace" by Earl Sweatshirt. It's, it's a deep song. But those five songs, we were like, damn, these, you know, this artist really pouring this shit on wax. And it's like, you know, how how does that open up the conversation for, you know, mental health? Because again, I can remember when I was younger, my, my mother never said it to me, but I've heard people say, you know, oh, baby, you're not depressed. You just got to talk to God. Or... How could you be depressed? You got a roof over your head. You got, you know, you go, you got food in your stomach. And it's like, damn, like you telling me the bare minimum of existence is why I should be happy with existing. Like people say sticks and stones may break your bones, but words may never hurt me. Like we said, you walking down the block, you see a girl that's mad cute and you could be on the fence with your self-esteem and how you feeling about yourself. He's like, yo, some days I think I'm cute. Some days I'm not. And that might be that one. That ew, might be God. the straw on your back. Yeah. Where she was like, "Ew, what's, why you got them? your sneakers?" Is, and it's like, "Damn, I am broken." And there's so many things I think as adults that we don't recognize because it does. It's not considered traumatic that we don't recognize as trauma. And in our community, because there's such stigma around mental health, at negative, least in, at least in the past, you you don't. You don't, you don't do anything about it. You don't work on it. You don't. I mean, you do, and unfortunately, it's it's coping with negative, like drug abuse or hypersexuality, or it could be. It literally could be anything. And as you bring those things up, do you feel like that's because those are the 
Like, wh- what reason do you believe that we do that? Do you believe that's the only options we know? Are those the only resources that we have? Do you feel like we don't know no better? Do you like what do you feel is the det- one of the determining factors is why we're not able to get the resources that we need to heal from these traumatic moments healthily? I think. I think number one, it has to do with the disparities in our community. Like, okay. Um, disparities like what? Number one, health insurance. I don't know. I mean, I I don't have Medicare or Medicaid, um, but I know those are the first two things that are always brought up when it has to do with um, low income communities and communities of color. Mm-hmm. You get the Medicaid card. You get med. Um, Medicare, you're good. You go to the doctors, whatever, whatever. Um, I think that's number one is the disparity in in the health industry uh-huh. when it comes to our people. I think number two, it is what you said. It I don't want to say that it is a learned trait, but just like Jim Jones said in um, Beautiful Noise, Uncle Ricky was nodding and leaning. Mm-hmm. You know. When you have a hard day at work, a lot of people, yeah, I'm gonna drink a drink a glass of scotch or Yo. or, or I'ma smoke me a blunt or I'ma do something, something. I'm going to the strip club and throw some dollars. I don't wanna say that's a learned trait. I just wanna say that in our community, those are the first things that we tend to go to. And I would wanna say it's because it's probably the I don't wanna say the most inexpensive, mm-hmm. but there's, you go to the hood, there's literally a liquor store every three, four blocks, bro. That's a fact. And I was 16, 17 going to the liquor store. I didn't get ID at all. I, I, was, I bet ID. I bet, I bet ID. Yeah. yeah. Me and my brother looked just like when we were young. Because if they did ID me, I just couldn't mm-hmm. use a debit card because the names was different. <laughs> so it was like, you know. Um, yeah, so I can definitely agree as far when it comes to COVID mechanisms with things that are going on. And I think a lot of things are normalized, like in the sense of... Like depression. Like, you break up with a girl, first thing I'm going to say, yo, Jordan, Friday, we going to the club, we going to get bitches, and we going to drink. And, yeah, and with that, it's like, you can't... And I I don't want to say this is specific to young men, but in the sense of like, you can't show that softness. You can't show yeah. that weakness. That like, you all hurt, my nigga. Like, yo, you like it's dead ass okay to cry, bro. Yeah, like, Kobe Bryant you, died. I dead ass cried that day. Bro. I cried when Kobe died. And I cried when Nipsey died. And it's okay. And I don't not, look at you. Any, funniest, any funniest shit is funniest shit is I went to work the day Nipsey died. I was I was driving to work and I was crying in the car playing Victory Lap. I went to my coworker. I'm talking to him and he's like. My nigga, why are you crying? Like, what, what, what are you crying about? And I, at the moment, I don't, I can't remember what the conversation was, but you got to remember, I was going through a pretty bad depression when I was in undergrad and don't take days off, off of Crenshaw, got me through some nights, bro. Like, it, you, you tell, like, this music. Got me, this was, got, that was my therapy. My, this music is why I could have this conversation yeah. right now. And so it's like. It's our it's all right to explore those emotions. Like I think for so long, at least I think it's changing in this generation. Mm-hmm. But 
to explore your emotions. Don't repress them. Like, don't anything like yeah, that. If you feeling sad, you can feel sad. Yo, it's okay. The hum- yo, the human body is not built to hold emotions yeah. in. You and you and if you don't learn how to healthily release release, it's gonna come out in negative ways. And that's why I feel like you see so much anger. You see so much like it's pain. just a lot. It's literally pain. It's pain, bro. You could look at somebody, you could tell, like, yo, they they're not feeling. You see not that shit in their eyes, bro. They're not feeling good, or yo, what's wrong? Like, yo, 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 you're not acting like yourself today, bro. That's and then you got you got to think about it. It is a it's plenty of times. Here's a perfect here's a perfect lyric, and I'm like a poo shiesty head pause when he came out. Like I was listening to Seven Six Two God all the time, everything. He has a song called No Chorus, and he talks about I'm not sure who Bean is to him. I'm assuming it's somebody very close to him. And he was like, Watch him die. I was twelve. Send a prayer up to Bean. Send a prayer up to Bean. Died on the side of me. He overdosed on the RP. On God, I shed a tear every time I think about T to P. Now I know I. No, I won't display my feelings. That's another side of me. How soon I make it, that shit happen, man. This shit feel make-believe. Ever since then, I ain't been happy, and I got all of this cheese. I can't even enjoy it. New Glock up on my hip every day. I'm ready to blow it. Like, even in a moment where he tries to be vulnerable, he cannot. He has to show that, yo, he got a gun on his head. I got hip. money. Yeah, like, I got it. But he's saying he's like, I got all this bread, and I'm not even I'm happy. happy. But... If you listen to the song, he continues to talk about shooting niggas doing all this. So even in a moment of vulnerability, he had to remind you that I ain't pussy. Yeah. Because you can't be soft in like our environments, which is tough, bro. Like why why am I not shit able every day? Yo. Shit every day, bro. Why why do I have to walk down the street looking like I'm the toughest nigga in the world when I got the whole world on my back? Yeah. Like it's crazy and I it's tough. I and it's a lot of things that I feel need to change. So many things I need to, that they need to change. I think one of the positive things um, that came out of the pandemic is that therapy has been more accessible because you can have like a video conference on Skype mm-hmm. or on whatever um, platform you know the doctors use. Yeah, that's a fact. Um, but there's even roadblocks in that. I'll let you continue. I'll find me to cut you off. No, that's fine. That's fine. But yeah, the, and, and again, it, it, the roadblocks that go through that are what? Money. Money. If you have insurance or not. Even if you have insurance, how much is the copay? Is that person under? Is is that person under your your plan? Yeah. Things like that. If not, like, do you feel comfortable speaking to? I mean, I don't know about you, but I like I I I would I like being vulnerable with I I wouldn't be vulnerable with a, like a white man telling me some. That's just me personally. No, I've I've had a white male therapist, and that changed that shit real quick. Yeah, I mean, that's just not me. That's not for me. For me, I I don't know. I always grew up around around women. Um, one of my best friends, Tiffany. Every time something happened and. She's somebody I could always vent to. Mm-hmm. She's a black woman, bro. And I'm very comfortable with that. Mm-hmm. Or my aunts. Woman of color. Yeah. Every That's therapist, me. every That's therapist that I've had, and I started going to therapy in 2017. It was right around the time my daughter was about to be born. Went to couples therapy. And after that, the therapist was like, yo, 
you need individual therapy. Like you have a lot of shit going on that you pushed, pushed away for so long. Like you can't have this child without addressing what you got going on. And it was like, I went to a couple, every therapist that I made progress with was a black woman. And that's off of my personal preference and what I feel like they give. Because I know for a fact, my implicit biases or whatever you want to call it, I have a very difficult time opening up with other black males. And it's nothing that they did. Do you think it has to do with that? My fault for cutting you off. That has yeah, to do that, again that, with that stigma being that machismo. Tough. That machismo. Fuck out of here. Yeah, that that toughness yeah. that you. If I'm in a room, you gotta you gotta perform. Yeah. Like yo, bro, I'm a fucking clown. I'm a jokester. All that other shit. If I'm not comfortable with you, that mask is on, yeah. and that's a and that wears on you. That tears on you, and it's heavy. It's you're not being it's your normal heavy. self. It's it's Heavy. I promise you. Have you ever seen a young black man not be in a space where he had to keep looking over his shoulder? He had to, you know, stay ten toes. Had to pay attention. Those are that. That's the black boy joy that I've seen when they're in a space where they don't have to be on guard all the yeah. time. And it's like, yo, why? Like, why do you gotta? Like, why are we subjected to move that, that way? way? Like, why? Like, why do you have to be like that? And saying, go, going back to my therapist, I've always felt comfortable talking to black women. I've had, you know, not all therapists are good at their jobs. Some, some of them fuck up, mm-hmm. like, you know, just like any other job. But where I've seen progress in my growth was talking to black women. Therapists and just in my real life, most of like a lot of my close friends are black women the people that the people that didn't see me cry outside of our core friendship mm-hmm. are black women people that I call my sisters people that if I was down bad on my last if I couldn't call y'all I'm calling them was black women and it's like damn like that one that's a heavy burden that they got to carry like yeah. um, that that's not work that they should have and you to know do. what everybody well not everybody what 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 said a black woman shouldn't have to fix no man. It's not even about that. Nah, they don't. They shouldn't. They, they shouldn't. shouldn't. That not. that that work is not theirs. Yeah, it's I, not. You got to take the accountability on your on your on own yourself. and be like, yo, I got to yeah. do that work. But it still comes back to you know what you feel comfortable in, and so this con even just us talking right now shares to experience and even finding a therapist. Mm-hmm. Like both of us have said that we don't feel comfortable talking to someone that is not part of our community. And that's because they can't give a perspective that we've that had we've had or that yeah. we can embrace or anything like that. And I feel like that's where music comes in again is because when artists are talking like this, it's like, yo, he looked like me. And that's where representation matters. Yeah. Like, yo, this man, Jay Electronica, I think it's called a-P-I-D-T-A. He talks about the loss of his mother. And it's like, I lost my grandmother when the, when the pandemic started, 2020. Mm-hmm. I lost my grandmother July 2020. And I broke down, bro. For six months, I was like, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. December 2020, I had a, just a fucking ridiculous night, bro. Blacked out. I woke up in your crib crying. No, I remember that day. Yeah, yeah, bro. And it's like, 
if I if I didn't have to feel like yo I gotta be tough da da da, I'm sure that probably wouldn't have happened. I would have been okay. I, not okay, but I would have had a healthy outlet to talk about it. It's it's like niggas need that. Not yet, and niggas and, need and that. And I think that you know you go what's that saying? You could bring the horse to the river, but you can't make him drink or yeah, yeah. whatever. I think that going to therapy, you have to seek within. You got to want to go. You got to want to go. You got to want to go. I, I got what one song that, you know, um, that I can reference is Re- Reborn. By, by um, It's Kid Cudi and Kanye when, when they did the Kids See Ghost album. Uh-huh. And he said, I had my issues. Sorry to cut you off. Yeah. It's crazy that these niggas is beefing. Yeah, yo, no, no. But back to it, back yeah, to yeah, it. Yeah, I, I just thought yeah, that was, I just wanted to say yeah, that shit's crazy. But. Yeah, after all the shit that they both been through together. Crazy. Crazy. Um, In the song Reborn, he says, I had my issues, ain't that much I could do, but peace is something that starts with me, with me. At times I wonder my purpose, easy then to feel worthless, but peace is something that starts with me. So you gotta want to find that healthy outlet. That's a fact. To for you to start getting better again, just like you said, for you to want to unpack. For you to want to unpack. When you go to therapy, it's it's gonna be difficult conversation. Uncomfortable that you don't as fuck. Talk. You're gonna be crying sometimes. Sometimes you're gonna be mad, bro. But these are conversations that I feel as though need to be had. There's. You probably most therapy is maybe forty five minutes to an hour. When you just start, they try. They usually do two to three days a week. How how many hours is there in a week? There's there's one hundred and sixty eight hours in a week. So you telling me I did three hours of unpacking? Let's say when I started, twenty seven years. Three hours of unpacking. Twenty seven years. And I got 165 hours that I got to continue living life like everything is all right. And I, I think saying that I'm saying that so people could realize you need empathy. Not 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 to say that you need to let niggas just do whatever they want, but you got to recognize like a lot of people is going through shit. And some people, it's not even just they they sad like you know some people legit have issues going on. Like I I have a family member that is that has ADHD and it like. They've spoken to me and been like, yo, I think you have ADHD, bro. And it's it's, it's things that come with that. And mm-hmm. it's just, I feel like I'm being super transparent on this episode, yeah. which I'm okay with. But it's like, yo, even the stigma of when I was younger and people saying all these other shit like, oh, you dumb or you, yeah. you crazy. Can't stay still. Yo, like, yo, chill yeah, out. Always and, moving. And, and, like that, I've been scared. In college, I never took Adderall because I didn't want to realize I take Adderall and I'm functioning normally. Yeah. Like, fuck, I really got this shit. Yeah. And another roadblock is the finances. I heard, you know. It's expensive. Yeah, yeah. To get a test to realize if you got ADHD is a lot of money, yeah. especially if your insurance ain't good. And another thing is, it's, it's some shit that I've done to myself. Like, the family member that has ADHD, I've talked crazy, but that's not because I don't love them. Mm-hmm. That's just my my programming with mm-hmm. society. It's talking like, yo, this nigga's bugged out. Da, da, da. And it's like the emergence of shit, uh, like terminology, like neurodivergent. 
Neurodivergent just means your brain works differently. differently Doesn't yeah. mean it's right or it's wrong. And I think things like that are starting to open the floodgates. And me being able to be like, you know what? Maybe I should get tested for this shit. Maybe I should figure out. And it's like, I, I feel like in that point I was rambling, but I just feel like there's so many things that need to change. It's no, so but, much shit. But, and the good part about it now is that it is changing. That stigma is for the better. Definitely. For the better. Definitely. Like, if you have a hyperactive child, maybe you got to put them in sports. Maybe you, they don't, they can't sit down at a computer all day or sit down at a desk and read books. So, yo, I hate reading. To this day, I'm a grown-ass adult. Nah. But I still try to read at least a book a month. I love reading. I love reading. I can't be. I can't stay still. You you know how I read my books. I can't stay still, bro. You know how I read my books, bro. You audio books. I audio. I audio book it, and I'm on my bike. Mm. Or I'm walking. I'm taking mm. my flicks. But I, I'm not. I'm still consuming the information. Mm-hmm. But I'm not sitting down, studious. Like, yeah. um, what 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 is it that we talked about? In episode one that um that uh, minority the um. The token know. minority. Oh, model minority. Yeah, model, model minority. minority. You know, sitting yeah, down, yeah. getting very studious yeah. and reading the book. Nah, bro, I'm, I'm out active in my shit. Mm-hmm. I get what you're saying. Yeah. Um, just to bring a point around, what do you feel needs to be done within our community to make mental health a priority to where it's just like your physical health? But even at asking that, like physical health has a lot of things... That we struggle with, struggle with. I think number one, like, like adding, how do, how do you destigmatize mental health to where it's so open that people have no problem telling you like, yo, I'm blah blah blah. I have ADHD. I can I I take Adderall and I'm good. Like, how do you feel like we get to that point? I think it has to do with admittance like knowing that you, every everybody is not everybody wants to be cookie cutter in the society mm-hmm. everybody's different mm-hmm. you're and we know from the pandemic that your normal is not the same as my normal is not the same as somebody else's normal so far so once we can see that as a society that everybody's a little bit different and you know sometimes things need to be tailored to certain people or certain groups of people because of that, then mm-hmm. I feel as though that is one step in the right direction. Number two, um, we have to have a lot more positive outlets for therapy, whether if it's color therapy, it is it has to deal with a lot, it has to deal with a lot of money because Medical bills are always going to be expensive. Let me say this. So, everybody, you know, everybody's on Twitter. Yeah. Think about the homeless situation in New York mm-hmm. with the trains, where it's like, yo, when it gets to the last stop, they kicking niggas off. A lot of times, I've been in situations where I've seen people in programs, and you hear the reasons that they use. Or you hear you you hear stories. Not I don't want to. I don't want to make it seem like everybody that is homeless uses. But you hear the stories of people that are homeless and they do use. Mm-hmm. Like I started something for the month of 
March. I started it in February. I keep 10 singles in my pocket. Because I'll see somebody and it's like, yo, I have no home. I give you a dollar, give you $2. I don't get to choose what you use that $2 for, for the simple fact That's that. That's on you. It's not even on them, bro. If I go home every day and have a drink, what... What's the difference between me and that person if they do have an addiction? Socially accepted forms of coping. And it, but it's not. It's that, but it's also that it's one decision in my life that didn't put me to where they at. Mm. And so I can't tell them how to cope because there might, knock on wood, there might be something that I do in my life that puts me in the same space that they in. And I want somebody to offer me that, you know, that gratitude and that empathy. And, and, you know, it's it's a little selfish to, to put it that way, mm. but it's also like, bro, I'm a fuck up. Mm. And it's so easy for me to perfect, end up bro. with it. And that's Nobody okay because okay, none of us is perfect. Nobody's perfect. And so I'm like, even then, maybe maybe in April, I'll, I'll, be, I'll give him the option like, yo, I'll buy you a plate or I'll give you $2. What would you like? Because it's like, yo, yeah. anybody can end up there. Anybody can but, end up but there. But also... I feel as though that a lot of, that some, I don't want to say some, or there are many stories out there that it's worse in the group homes than it is being outside because they be robbing. rough. They be beating people rough. up, taking your shit. We've, we've, we've taken several trips to Cali, bro. Skid Row. Oh, it's crazy. I wouldn't wish that on my worst enemy. They got the tents out right outside of the stable center. Bro, they have established hoods out there. Of homeless Like, if you're not good out there, these niggas is burning your tent. That is. And you're done. That's it. Done, bro. Every every, every small bit of of items that you have. Gone. Gone. Start from scratch. And it's like, yo, it's, it's so much work that needs to be done. And it's, you know, a lot of it is mental health. Yeah. Like, it's like... And I forgot what this shit is called, but they talk about how, you know, trauma lives in your DNA. Mm. That shit is passed on. And that gets back to the history of this country. Like, you're not going to promise me. 40, so, you're not going to promise me 40 acres and a mule and then be like, yo, eat a dick, figure it out. And then you're well ahead. And then I got to struggle. And even with that, like, literally, as a culture, we've made the most out of nothing. nothing. With everything. Nothing. With everything. And then expect me to be like, oh, I'm good. I'm all right. I'm fine. But but then again, that's that mask you was talking about earlier. Of being okay? Of, it's okay. I'm okay. That shit not okay. So do we start there? Do we start saying I'm not okay and then work from there? Yeah. Because you know what? If you're feeling like shit and somebody like, yo, yeah, what's wrong with you, bro? Like, yo, you all right? Not the floodgates, bro. You're, Yo, you, you ever ask somebody day. how their day is going? And they be like, it's not good. Conversation ends right there because niggas don't know where to nah, go. Nah, bro. Nah, what's wrong? Start that conversation. Niggas, they be like, oh, nah, damn. Bro. I hope that get better for you, bro. Nah, bro. Start the conversation. It's okay to feel are you, sad. Are you, are, you, are you extending that hand to everyone? Be honest. Be honest. I'm I, not. I, I'm not. I can only not. extend that conversation to people who are open and willing to have that conversation with me. Okay. I can't. I, I mean, I don't know. Sometimes 
You go to a bar and you just meet somebody, you just talk. Talk for hours. Talk for hours. Hours, hours and hours and hours, mm-hmm. bro. Mm-hmm. So, so uh, uh, you know what? It's situational. Okay. Situational. I get that. Because I can sit here and say I can only have that conversation with somebody who's willing to have an open dialogue to let me in their life so they can tell me what's wrong with them. Oh, okay. Or it could just be some random person that, you know what? Like that random person on Friday that I bought a drink at the bar and I didn't even know. He was a little cool. I didn't even know the dude. My nigga. Yeah. All right. Um, I have a question. I got a question. I got a question. I got a question. Whatever happened to him? Hmm? Whatever. He should have. He should have been one of those like big social. media He should have been. Yeah. Been yeah. He should have been I, big on. Twitter. Back to the topic though. Back to Back to live action. I could have. I could have went back. Him, Loki, Maul. They yeah. should have been big. But back to live action. Back, back to live action. Um. So yeah, uh, I think again because the conversation is always in our community. Mm-hmm. To bring it all back. What what are as we started with five songs, mm-hmm. what do you think of the five things needed to help our community as far as it comes with mental health? Number and we one. can and we can kinda kinda, you know, we can end it there if you would like. Okay. Or we can keep going. Also, if you guys have a moment, look up the twenty seven club. That that is all I want. We were gonna talk about it, but I, I that's an assignment I want y'all to look up. Look up the Twenty Seven Club, and then look up people like Capital Steves. Look up Kurt Cobain. Yeah, people like that. Look up Jimi Hendrix. Look up Mac Miller. Amy Winehouse. And, and and you know, get these conversations going about mental health and if you can apply it to music as we have, because. You know, this is this is a real conversation. There's plenty of people. I'm sure there's plenty of people in your life that are going through things and they mask it and they shadow it. These are conversations you know you don't always want to have, but sometimes you need to These see, conversations that need yeah, to be sometimes had. Sometimes some people is like, damn, my nigga, you look like you're going through it. Sometimes people take that offensive yeah. and be like, damn, fuck you say I look ugly, da da da. But look up the twenty seven club, do what you gotta do about mental health. Again. This is an episode of pauses. Do that, pause it, and then come back, and then we'll find out Little's answer where he says, what are the five things we need as a community when it comes to mental health? I think, number one, it has to do with funding. Mm. Cash was everything around me. Continue. That's, that's number one. Number two, it has to be destigmatized. Calling somebody 7.30, crazy, loco, like, that, number one, again, everybody's normal is not everybody's normal. Your normal is not my normal. Mm-hmm. And my normal is okay for me. Mm-hmm. And if it works for me, as long as I'm not harming anybody, that's cool. Um, I think, Number three should be we need to get more of these professionals. And and, and, and I, w- I want to focus on the homeless situation that you spoke about. There needs to be more social workers that's working with these police officers. You're not going to call 911 every single time 
see somebody who who's mentally disturbed or 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 has, or has a mental episode we already know how often those lead to negative things to me number 4 we also need to have i think it'll be i think it should be that children in school should go see a professional therapist in school it's even if it's quote unquote if you're fine if you're okay you're a model student grade a everybody's going through something everybody has baggage mm -hmm. and number five i want to say that it starts with you and it's okay it's okay to not be okay don't let society dictate what you are or who you are and again, it's okay to not be quote unquote normal or regular. Got you. Got you. That's my five. Got you. And um, for my five, number one. Damn, I don't ask a tough question. I can't even answer it myself very easily. <laughs> um, this is this is not an easy subject to talk about, neither. Not at all. And again, we're not over here trying to be. Internet therapist or anything like that. Yeah. Um, damn. Five things I feel like that could change mental health within the black community. Um, empathy. Empathy. Like, I don't have to understand your circumstance to know that, like, yo, bro, you going through some shit. And I'll help you as much as I can. Extend because, that olive branch. Extend that Exactly. Hand. Because I'm probably going through some shit. Yeah. But... Again, if I'm going through shit, you going through shit, we both have empathy for each other. We're like, damn, that nigga's going through something. Not to the point where I'm like letting you do stupid shit. Yeah. I'm still hold you accountable. But it, I, I think number one is definitely empathy. It's like, yo, I'm not in your position, but I understand that whatever position you're going through might be dragging you through some shit that you might not be able to take right now. Yeah. Um, two is money. Just like you said, uh, money in the sense that therapists got to get paid. So I don't think they're going to do free work. Mm -hmm. Like when you get arrested and you got a, a fucking legal aid. court aside legal mm -hmm. aid, they still getting paid by somebody. They might not do the best work, but it's a stepping stone. Like you might have a therapist that they might not be the best, but you talking to them and you realize, fuck, this person might not be good, but I recognize that I need this outlet. And so... Yo, you know what's crazy? I just thought about it, bro. My fault for cutting you off. Nah, good. What if they have, like, a Teachers for America for therapists? They might. That's yeah. not our lane. Yeah, they possibly not, yeah. might. And, and I feel like that'd be some good shit. Yeah. Um, three, I'm going to say representation. For the simple fact that, like I said, I've been, I've been going to therapy since 2017. And anytime I find a new therapist, I go through my insurance... I look up therapists, and literally what I do is every name, I copy it, and I paste it in Google. And images. See it, and see if it's a blackface. Every time I go to images, because I recognize that my experience is so important to who I am that I can't talk to somebody about breaking down that experience if they can't recognize. Not even, not even acknowledge it. I need you to understand it. Yeah, understand where I'm coming from. Understand it. Because there's plenty of people that I could talk to and be like, oh, I recognize that that's your experience, mm -hmm. but I cannot 
corroborate what you're saying. I can't be like, oh, I get that. I can't make a certain reference and you'd be like, bang, I know exactly where that's from. So I think representation, um, so we got representation, we got finance in the first one. I'm trying to recall. It's tough. When you talk a lot, yeah. you lose track of what you're saying. Um, all right, so I got three. What I will say is for the last two, as far as changing mental health, like you said, destigmatization. I think we need to be more open about not being okay. Yeah. Like sometimes niggas is just not okay. It's not okay, bro. Niggas is not okay. It's, and that's okay. It's okay to not it's be that okay. that okay, bro. But you still got to keep the accountability there. Like, you're not okay, my nigga, but you can't bug the fuck out. Yeah. You cannot do that. And I'm going to hold you to it. I'm going to make sure everything is okay. I'm going to make sure you good. I'm still going to make sure you don't bug the fuck out. Yeah. And for the fifth, <sighs> that's a tough one. I feel like I don't know where the fifth one would be. Healthy outlets. Healthy outlets. We need resources. Yeah. There's some kids that need to go fucking play. Whether if it's an open gym. Something. A park with Something. no gates where you feel like you're in a jail. Something, bro. Open space. Accessible, safe spaces. Absolutely. Acceptable, safe spaces bro and that being said we got my five we got little's five hope you we guys got have my it. five songs we got his five songs yes and i did not forget i want you to I want you guys to go and listen to solace by earl sweatshirt i want you guys to have a great night drink your drink smoke your smoke feel how you feel hope your mental is right and if it's not get it right well that sounds like an order I hope you get it right. That sounds better. Y'all have a blessed morning, afternoon, evening, night. And we'll see you guys on the next episode. Peace.